and welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music-obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Vivian. And my name is Maddie. This is episode 44, so now we're going to go straight into our news segment. Maddie, kick us off with our first news story. So our first news story is all about our Aussie faves, Paul Kelly and Missy Higgins, teaming up for a concert. So (laughs) this is an article uh, written by Laura English on Music Feeds, and it goes like this. Aussie music icons Paul Kelly and Missy Higgins are joining forces for a special one-off show. The show is scheduled for Saturday 11th of July at Bribie Island Sandstone Point Hotel. Just last week it was announced that Paul Kelly would be performing on an Antarctic cruise next year. Meanwhile, Missy Higgins' 2018 track Arrows has been shortlisted for AFRA's 2020 Song of the Year. They'll be joined by Sydney artists Alex the Astronaut and Andy Gollidge. Both artists have been announced on Splendour in the Grass's 2020 lineup. So the tickets will go on sale at 9am Monday, the 9th of March. So yeah, concert at Sandstone Point. Who's coming? (laughs) I certainly want to go. That is honestly, like, when you think of two Australian icons, I really do think Paul Kelly and Missy Higgins, like, they just, they're at the top of that list, you know? It's the best. They're like yin and yang. Yeah. It's like cookies and cream. Yeah, exactly. It's the perfect combo. I absolutely love it. I really, really want to go, but we'll see if I get around to going. Yeah. I mean, I love... Missy Higgins, I, as, you know, we've said before this podcast, like, I don't really know much about Paul Kelly, even though he is an Australian icon, Yeah, and Maddie has judged me for that. <laughs> Look, I, mm, yeah, I'm kind of disappointed. We need to give you, like, I a know. decent Paul Kelly education. Yeah, I think I just, I need to just bite the bullet and dive deep into his discography, but. On, on the gravy train. Yes. You gotta get on the gravy train. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. What have we got next? So our next news story uh, is about one of my faves, <laughs> Miss Miss T Swift. Oh my god! Here we go. <laughs> so I've got an article here from Music Feeds written by Laura English, and it says, "Watch Taylor Swift enjoy life as a man and shout out double standards in new video for The Man." Taylor Swift has today unveiled the video for her single The Man. It's another Easter egg filled venture from the pop star, where Swift explores life as a rich white man. Transformed into a man with the help of prosthetics, Taylor Swift takes us through a day in a life. There's men spreading on the subway, plenty of suits, and a united celebration for the man taking care of his own child. Swift explores a bunch of sexist double standards in the clip. She dances with a bunch of women on a yacht as a direct reference to the criticism she's received for her dating life, in contrast with that of Leonardo DiCaprio. Accompanied by the lyrics, and we were toast to me, I'll let the plays play, I'd be just like Leo in San Tropez. She plays on her Netflix doco, Miss Americana 2, showing a poster in the clip for for Mr. Americana starring Tyler Swift. The clip ends with the director, Taylor, in her usual attire and giving her male counterpart star some advice. Quote, could you try to be sexier, maybe more likeable this time? While there's definitely a heap of feminist undertones in the clip, there are a bunch of slight jabs too, and the world's going wild trying to find them all. Notably, they've pointed out the no scooters sign on the subway walls referring referring to Scooter Braun. Along with the headline on the newspaper being read by the man, it reads, quote, What man won the year in celebrity dating? Another reference to Taylor Swift receiving judgment from the media for her dating life. There you go. Yes, it's a really interesting video. Um, as you guys know, I'm not really a huge fan of the song. Um, just I think it's got a really great message, but just sonically it wasn't really my thing. But 
this is her next single, and this video is really interesting, especially how they did the the prosthetics. Like, yeah, it it's actually a little bit scary. <laughs> I've seen I've seen like the photos of what she looks like yeah. and stuff, and it's like terrifying. Yeah, because the end of the video, um, like while they're sort of doing the credits, it's like it says like directed by Taylor Swift, owned by Taylor Swift. It's like sort of going through oh, them. Love that, and it's showing like stills of her transforming into this. Oh man. no way! See, I haven't seen the music video yet. I probably should have before we recorded, but like, it's am it's I prepared brilliant. enough for this? <laughs> Clearly not. Um, but no, honestly, like. When I've sort of the okay the minimal amount of Taylor Swift songs that I have listened to, yeah, the man is one that I don't mind. Interesting. Like I think it's I think the fact that like what it's about sort of gets yeah. on my good side a bit and sort yeah. of you know it For plays sure. it plays into that part of me that's very very passionate about those about the same things. Yeah. So in that respect, I don't mind it, and I feel like. She had to have done a video for this. Like, oh, you could sure. have not, like, released a song like this and not done something to this extreme. For sure. So I, I applaud her for that, and I feel like this music video is a really, really good way to do that, and I think she's done a really, really good job. Yeah, agreed. But yeah, like, again, still, I'm not 100% <laughs> on the Tay tay ta train. But, but you're like, like just I'm inching. Oh, and also you'll like be glad hopping. to know that I was forced to watch the Miss Americana <laughs> documentary the other week, so I have seen it, and not gonna lie, I didn't mind it, and I there thought it was interesting, and I found bits of it enlightening, but again, still not really changing my mind. Mm. But well, you know, to each their own. It's like I said to Maddie after she told me that she watched the documentary. I said, if you didn't like her music before. You're not going to like it now. Like, yeah. I don't think you'll ha- have some sort of, like, complete change of mind. I but... have, like, a mid-doco, like, epiphany. I'm like, oh my god, I love her entire <laughs> discography. <laughs> Could you imagine? But no, I, um, yeah, I agree. This music video is really, really cool, and I think she's done a great job. So. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Tay-Tay. Now, what is our last news story, Maddie? So our last news story is about a, another concert, but this one is Miley Cyrus, Lil Nas X, and the Veronicas are playing a huge bushfire benefit concert in Melbourne. So this article is from Beat, and it says, Giddy up, Miley Cyrus is set to headline a massive bushfire benefit alongside Lil Nas X, the Veronicas, and DJ Seb Fontaine next month. The one-night-only affair will hit Melbourne as part of an international concert series. The World Tour Bush- Bushfire Relief Concert comes on the back of Sydney's staggering Firefight Australia Benefit Concert, which saw the likes of Olivia Newton-John, Alice Cooper, Queen and Adam Lambert, Tina Arena, and loads more acts take the stage for the cause. Proceeds from the concert will go to the WWF Australian Wildlife and Nature Recovery Fund, the Foundation for Rural and Regional Renewal. So the World Tour Bushfire Relief Concert comes to the Lakeside Stadium, Melbourne, on Friday, March 13. So there you go. Another Bushfire Relief Concert. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly really great. Um, I think that the fact that now that sort of, I guess, the initial sort of um, attention of these bushfires have sort of died out a little bit because they are becoming contained and, you know... I think it is still really good that you have people like this who still want to help the recovery efforts yep. um, and sort of just help people get back on their feet. Like, I think that's really good and interesting acts, I think, you know. Yeah, um, look, I was surprised that, like, 
artists of this caliber yeah were interested in doing something like this but i mean i know miley cyrus has this attachment to australia she loves animals I guess that's as true. well yeah um like i i know she's a big animal advocate but yeah Lil Nas x i'm like interesting that's it's it's he's odd full of surprises isn't he it? really is and it's like who are you like <laughs> where are you going to go in your career like i feel yeah. like it's such an open I book. guess Lil Nas X and Miley Cyrus would be friends now, given the fact True. that they collaborated with Billy Ray, right? True. I mean, Surely. that's probably what, like, how that happened. Surely, um, yeah. But yeah, the Veronicas as well, classic. Oh my god, I saw this. I saw this video of them. I, I don't know where they were playing, but it was just like this random TikTok video or something. Yeah. But before they played Untouched, they were like, "Please stand for the national anthem." Oh my gosh. And I was like, "Yes." That amazing. is beautiful and everything amazing about the world. I love that. Oh, but yeah. We love confidence. I am so obsessed with the fact that the Veronicas are making a huge comeback. Yes. Like, my 13-year-old self is living for like, it. Like, who would have thought? Like, I mean, I just feel like it's suddenly, like, this insane re- resurgence and everyone's just like, yeah, the Veronicas, like... Like, obviously. They yeah. never left. Yeah. Like, and they were all like... with... I think they were all deep within our subconscious. Yes. And they were a very deep part of, like, all of us. So I think that, yeah, now that they're resurfacing is just... Amazing. Amazing. Even though it's sort of... A, it sort of started as a meme. Yeah, it did a little bit. I don't know. I, I think it's good. And I reckon this concert will be really, really good. Yeah, because, like, sure. I feel like we still need to, like, like you said... Although the initial sort of um, all that stuff about, you know, the bushfires raging and stuff, it's sort of over. Like, yeah. it's not as, like, dramatic as it was, you know, like, last month or anything. But, like, their recovery is going to take forever so for these people to get back on their feet. And yeah. So I feel like, yeah, these sort of concerts to help that is going to be, like, it's going to make an amazing difference. So shout out to them. But uh, that is it for our news segment. So before we go into our songs, we encourage you, like we do every week, to pause the podcast, head down to the description and click on the Spotify or YouTube playlist links where you can have a look at all of the songs that we're going to talk about this week so you don't get lost when we talk about a specific riff or a specific lyric. You can have a listen to the songs before we chat about them. So we will start with Song of the Week. And Vivian, what have you got for us? So my song of the week is After Hours by The Weeknd, and um, this song is actually coming from The Weeknd's upcoming fourth album, okay. yep. and it's actually titled After Hours as well, so um, it's, it's actually kind of interesting. The Weeknd, he had sort of this really quick start to car- his career a few years ago, and his last album, Starboy, came out in... I want to say 2016. Yeah, so it's been four like years, which is quite a long time since new music. And so now we're getting a new album from him. And in the lead up to this album, I think it's actually coming out in at the end of March. We've had three singles um, from him. We've had Heartless, Blinding Lights, and now After Hours. And this one is, it's probably, it's definitely my favorite of the three that yeah. have come out. Um, Blinding Lights and Heartless. It was. I feel like it was sort of this new direction for him that I wasn't really vibing with, I mm-hmm. guess. But After Hours, on the other hand, I feel like is this sort of amalgamation between his Beauty Behind the Madness days and his Starboy days. Like, I feel like those two distinct sounds are coming together in this track, which is why I really like it. Um, because, you know, it's sort of got his signature vocals, like his falsetto lines, all that sort of stuff, but then also mixed with 
you know, these really sort of mysterious, moody, like brooding lyrics yeah, that yeah. The Weeknd's known for. Um, but then the production, on the other hand, is this sort of like, there's this really pulsating like guitar riff. It's just one note, like over and over yeah. again. But it works really well as sort of like the percussive element for most of the song until like a full like um, drum kit comes in. And, you know, it's sort of got that 80s inspired um, vibe, which is why I really like it. Um, but yeah. That's interesting because like I am not really a fan of this song. I don't really vibe with it. Yeah. But I was vibing with Blinding Lights a lot, mm. which is interesting. You say that you like the 80s vibe because yeah. Blinding Lights is, I feel like, a lot more... It's I feel like the 80s sort of thing is utilised in a different way. Yes, that is for sure. And the different way is what I think we like. Because yeah. I like Blinding Lights and Heartless, whereas I don't like this one, whereas yeah. you're the opposite. Yeah, which is interesting because, like, it, on the surface it should be the same sort of yeah thing but it, in in my opinion it's not especially because with after hours like i said it is that sort of um like combination of the two things he's known for whereas like with blinding lights i do think that's more sort of like similar to um i can't feel my face like it's a little yeah. bit more manufactured and yeah in my opinion like it's sort of good for radio good as a single but like not really what I think like his his deep cuts are like so fair enough yeah I mean fair enough we are allowed to have different opinions we are that's the whole point of this podcast yes so yes that is my song of the week for this week after hours by the weekend Maddie what is your song of the week so my song of the week is called phases by pretty much which I guess you could call a boy band yes I mean it's a group of five young boys who were um, actually put together by Simon Cowell. The classic move. Classic. <laughs> it's like One Direction all over again. But um, no, so these guys, um, I read a bit about their bio um, and they were like making music in their hometowns mm. and they either came to like a showcase in New York or they were invited there and they were sort of just put together by Simon Cowell and like here you should make a band together and so they did and now they're in LA making music and the first song that I heard from them was called Blind Mm -hmm. and that one I really really dig um but the song that I'm talking about this week is called Phases and this one it's a lot more sort of upbeat like it's very it's very radio friendly pop like it's typical like manufactured pop but i i just love it i don't know why (laughs) i i i don't have any other explanation other than that like i have been truly sucked in by the algorithm yes and i just yeah i i have to say i am a boy band person you have become a part of the market i I I am i'm a 12 year old girl watch out (laughs) but these guys like something i genuinely think half the reason i wasn't sort of like a fan of boy bands when I was, you know, when I was in the actual age bracket. <laughs> when you were actually when I was actually market. supposed to be the target market. Um, I think like I just wasn't convinced about their talent. Like yeah. I like not saying that other boy bands don't have talent, blah blah blah, don't kill me. <laughs> but like I feel like with these guys I just 
I really believe they genuinely have really, really good voices mm. and like they can sing and they can really dance too. Like I was watching a couple of their music videos and stuff and they're all amazing dancers. Um, and I just, yeah, I just really, really like it. Like it's just a funky, fun, like pop song. And yeah, I mean, it's not for me. I don't really like this song yeah and i think it is i didn't expect you to to be fairly <laughs> honest i was like i'm playing this for you and i'm like i know you don't like it you can yep. tell me you don't like it. yeah yeah uh, this is you know this episode is just us like having like differing opinions oh, literally is, on the yeah. scale but no um i think with this one like what i will say is what kind of surprised me is um the when you said because i've heard of them before yeah i've never listened to their music but, you know, you sort of have this preconceived idea in your mind of what their music would sound like. Mm-hmm. But it kind of, like, subverted my expectations a little bit because it wasn't what I expected. Yeah. I feel like, th- especially this song um, and the and Blind that yeah. you also played for me, they're not, like, this typical... Like, yes, they are pop, like, radio-friendly, yeah. But it feels like it has like a little bit more substance to it. And they I have a think... little bit more of like an R and B influence, I yes. think, is what is yes. sort of separating. Yeah, and I think that is a big positive because you know I, I do think in this sort of saturation of boy bands, it's obviously very easy to get lost. Um, yeah, and you know, sort of um, define yourself. But yeah, I think that's the thing that I was kind of like, okay, like I I give them props for doing mm. something a little bit different, even though it is sort of within the same. It's yeah. just like. A little bit different. A little bit nuanced. Like, <laughs> a tiny little bit left of centre. Yes. But, yeah. No, I really, really like them. I want to listen to more of their music because I was, like, a huge fan of Blind. Yeah. And I didn't really, like, look much into the rest of their stuff when I heard that song. And then I saw this song, Phases, come up on one of my Spotify playlists. And I was like, hold on. I think I've seen that name pretty much before. And mm. then I was like, oh, that's that other song that I really liked. So, mm. it was nice to connect the dots in that way, I guess. But, yeah. Um, listen to Phases by Pretty Much. That is my song of the week. Um, and we will go into Under a Rock now. So I'll kick us off with mine. It's called Golf on TV by Lennon Stella and JP Sachs. So you may know who Lennon Stella is. She sort of rose to popularity, I guess, Mm. with this one video she did with her sister Maisie, um, where they covered Call Your Girlfriend by Robin. And that was one of, like, the biggest, like, cover phenomenons that I'd, you know, sort of experienced that year when it came. It was ages ago. I honestly don't remember what it was. But they were so young then. But now Lennon is, like, 20, I think. Almost. 20, 21-ish. And she's all grown up. And now she's releasing her own music. And she's phenomenal. Like, I loved her voice back then. She genuinely had something when she was little. Like, she has genuine talent there beautiful and her sister is yeah. well, amazing they're beautiful beautiful singers and this song is gorgeous so it's all about like the fact that she's so used to being in these toxic relationships and you know not being treated properly and when she finally is she's sort of not used to it and she doesn't know how to feel because mm. it's like it doesn't make sense this is not what i'm used to which is a sort of interesting concept um and i really really love it because it's like it's really downplayed and it's still really lovely to listen to because mm. her voice is just so it's she's got such a like breathy tone to it and yet it's so gentle and subtle 
but you can like hear the emotion in yeah. her voice, which is beautiful. I just love it. Yeah, I mean, it, when you when you said that this was gonna be your under a rock, I was like just taken aback because yeah, I remember when that cover came out on YouTube and it was just everywhere, like. So many people loved it and everyone was sort of just so in awe of their talent and it just makes me happy that, you know, they've sort of gone on to just continue making music and um, I've always, like, Lennon's voice, I've always just been, like, just in complete awe of because I think she sounds gorgeous, especially in this song. Like, mm. you can see, uh, well, you can hear her maturity as well, which is yeah. obviously so good. And, yeah, like, I was just, I was like, oh. My heart. It's crazy to see, like, the difference. Well, like, she hasn't even changed that much, really. No, no. But, yeah, she's just, like, grown into herself a lot more. Yeah. She's just so, I don't know, she's just gorgeous inside and out, and I absolutely adore this song. So it's called Golf on TV by Lennon Stella, featuring J.P. Sachs. Please listen to it. It's amazing. Um, What is your Under a Rock, Vivian? So my Under a Rock this week is Dictator by Ray Army. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. Um, But this is such an interesting song by a very cool artist. Um, I actually came across this song. um, I think I was I was on Spotify and I and I saw her name come up. And when I did a bit of a Google search, I saw that uh, Phineas, Billie Eilish's brother, was just raving on about her saying Mm. that there's only one artist that I'm really like into who I think is gonna grow so much and that's Ray Army and I was like oh okay like I have to listen to this and it is just it is a lot it is insane and it is so good like I love this track I am flawed it is I am genuinely flawed it is so hard to find words um and I can't even really describe what her vibe is. So she's a South Korean artist who takes inspiration from anime. Um, that's what her sort of her bios are saying. And it's interesting because this song, Dictator, it starts with this very sort of heavy, aggressive, like hip hop R&B beat, I guess you could say. Yeah. And she's she's rapping on it and it's just there's this really cool line that says i'm not your queen i'm your dictator so i my jaw hit the floor when yeah. i heard that i was like that's it i'm done i'm deceased this is <laughs> this is the line that kills me yeah and it and it's it's obviously this very sort of aggressive confidence that works so well and i was like oh this is so cool and it sort of keeps going until halfway into the track everything sort of just falls off and then it goes into like this interesting transition of like um, smooth jazz a little bit. There's like this, like her, she starts singing like very softly, softly for that matter, like delicately. It's a complete switch up to what we were hearing before. And as I was reading um, in to sort of uh, research for this episode, I found out that she said she said I want to be the queen of transitions. I want people to know when they listen to my music, like. She knows how to go from one style to another, like, so flawlessly. And I completely agree with that statement because it, even though there are, it feels like it's two completely different songs for some reason. And I think it's because she is so confident in both of the styles. It mm. just works. Yeah, like for sure. It, it doesn't feel like there's this sort of emptiness um, when you do sort of transition into the other style. But I was like, this is so cool. Like, you don't hear this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's sort of, when you played it, it sort of reminded me of this song that I um, 
like talked about on the podcast ages ago figures yes like yes. figures by nisha that was i was like like encaptured by that song and then this one is the same yeah like, i am so floored about how just yeah overtly confident yes. she is about her music and it shows like yeah. it's amazing and she deserves it like it's great for sure for sure so that is my under a rock this week dictator by ray army now we will go into caught my ear and i'll kick us off so my caught my ear this week is the birthday party by the 1975 so this song is coming from their latest album well their upcoming album notes on a conditional form and it's just like this is a weird song like the reason why I put it into Caught My Ears because I feel like it is something that they haven't explored before. Um, similar t- sort of to people, but obviously not in the same genre. But I feel like they're just sort of testing the waters a lot with this yeah. album. And with this song in particular, it has a lot of country elements to it, which I'm like, this is so weird to me because it's the 1975. Like, you really don't expect them to come out with something like this. It's this slow burn infused with like country guitar slides there's a banjo like of all instruments it had to be a banjo yeah and it works it, and that's the thing like when you know when i first listened to this song it, it starts very slowly and when you hear the banjo i'm like what is happening where is this yeah. going like is this gonna turn into yeehaw land no instead it's like this interesting sort of perspective on um, addiction, but it's told through the perspe- the perspective of someone at a birthday party, like a party, and I'm like, that's, of course, like Maddie Healy, like he always comes yeah, up with does. these like <laughs> these interesting things. But another interesting thing about this track, what sort of caught my attention was there's no structure. Like it, you've sort of got the the musical bones, like it's just sort of playing these chords over and over again. And but Maddie Healy, he's just sort of singing these words but it's almost like he's having a conversation to you uh with you and there's no chorus there's no like build up it's just sort of him just sort of saying these thoughts and it kind of reminded me of when we talked about Halsey's album Manic we talked about a track on there um 929 that had like that same sort of similar vein of just like Mm. just pouring out words and that's kind of what I felt like this track was as well and I'm just like what is this album going to be i'm so i'm so confused and then there's like me and you together yeah too which is like another random genre that's been chucked like this is an amalgamation of a million different things i am like kind of here for it but at the same time it makes me very nervous yes i'm i'm nervous in the sense that like if they can pull this out like who knows what else is on the album like who knows what other lengths they will go to but at the same time I do really like the fact that they're experimenting and trying new things because, you know, I always praise artists who want to try to evolve and mm. sort of progress in their musical abilities in their career, and it's working for them, in my yeah. opinion. It's really exciting for me to hear Maddie Healy in this sort of, like, yes. slower genre because he has, like, a really nice voice. It and is so really pretty. good to listen to. Like, yeah. he's not just a great musician, but you know like he can just yeah it's just one of those things where you sort of focus on his voice a lot more as well which is nice because yeah yeah, rather than just 
everything else that's sort of going on. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I really, I really enjoy the song. It's really cool. Yeah, it's an awesome song. So that is my caught my ear this week. The birthday party by the nineteen seventy five. Maddie, what is your caught my ear? So my caught my ear this week is called Baby Girl by Bryce Vine. So I had never heard of this artist before. Um, and he popped up on one of my, um, I think it was my Discover Weekly playlist or something. And I, like, the way that I sort of go through these playlists is I sort of, like, listen to maybe, like, a verse and a chorus and, mm. like, skip it. Or if I really know within the first two seconds, it's gone. I'm like, no, nope, bye. Yeah, yeah. Next. And this one, I was like, I sort of, I was about to skip it. And then I sort of hung on a bit more and I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this one a bit of a go because I was kind of like intrigued Mm. because I heard this. So this bass line that goes through this song is really, really cool. Like it's nothing special, but the fact that it's sort of the only melodic content apart from the melody, like the, the lyrics, like the lyrics and the vocals is like, it's really, really interesting to listen to that sort of um with the percussion that's sort of drives the rest of the song because there's no like guitar in it there's no piano there's no chords there's no nothing it's very very open but at the same time it's still really really interesting to listen to and it's sort of this like funky r&b type vibe song and then sort of about halfway through you get to this point where it has these like synth chords that come in Mm. and it's sort of like it sort of took me aback a bit because you're so used to like hearing this song with sort of nothing else in it. Mm. And then all like this wall of sound sort of comes out and you're like, Oh, okay. This is how normal songs sound. Like, you've got <laughs> actual chords in there and it's, you know, like full of other notes, but it's, it's, yeah, it's just really interesting to me to like have a song that's so that's structured so well with the percussion that you don't really notice that everything else is missing. Yeah, and I think that's that's the interesting thing with this one is, you know, like, I think the bass is, is such a powerful, like, instrument because it really can sort of just make a whole song. And with, with this song in particular, like, it's very simplistic bass line. There's no, like, like you said, nothing special about it, but... Because it is so groovy, it is so infectious, it really does sort of make the whole song. Mm. And, um, but the thing is that I was like, I wasn't sure if I was liking the song, because I was like, hmm, I felt like it was supposed to build, I felt like, because there's, you know, yeah. there's like, like this sort of small little bit where, um, there's like, the percussion sort of gets really like, intense and heavy, and you think that it's like sort of similar to what, like a drop inverted com- yeah. commas sounds like you know <laughs> um but then it doesn't go anywhere and then it sort of goes back into like the um like the verse and you're like okay where's this going but then like you said when the synth comes in it's like ah okay that that is what the song was missing but if it was there for the entirety like there would be nothing special about it yeah so that's why i was like yeah okay that's cool yeah i was really interested yeah with this song particularly because of the baseline cuz yeah like a lot of the time you know in other other music and other genres and stuff you sort of think of the fact that like people who aren't musicians think sort of a baseline is like an afterthought because yeah you, can't, you can never really hear it yes exactly with other instruments and stuff especially if you're like playing live and all the rest of it so, yeah so people sort of think it's an afterthought but honestly it's literally like the basis of the whole song yeah it's the foundation like it's yeah. the whole sort of you know progression and you know 
the whole melodic and harmonic content is based around it and so yeah. it's so important especially in this song when there's nothing else going on it's so so open and so empty but at the same time like it feels like everything is like layered really really well yeah and especially like Bryce Vine's voice is really really nice to listen to so as well pretty, yeah it's an amazing sure. vocalist too um so yeah that's why I really really like this song this mm. is my caught my ear this week baby girl by Bryce Vine and that brings us to the end of the podcast for this week. Thank you so much for listening this far. You can check us out on Spotify Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. We're probably on it. Let us know if we're not because we'll hit that up immediately. Yes. And you can follow us on our social media channels at Caught My Ear Pod on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And please let us know what you thought about the songs that we talked about this week. As we always say, we love hearing your thoughts, good, bad, interesting, whatever. We love to hear it because, you know, it's an open conversation and we love hearing what you guys have to say. Also, if you have a recommendation, please let us know. Let us know. We really want to get back into it. Um, It's already March and we haven't (laughs) had one yet. Come on. Because, yeah, we love reacting to pretty much any kind of music that's the whole point of this podcast so yes and we will see you guys on monday for a new episode see you later bye